Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, a place where you can learn how to use digital and social media to drive your business and personal brand. And now your hosts, A. Lee Judge and Dante Carter. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect with your audience. Hi, everyone. I'm Dante Carter. And I'm A. Lee Judge. And today's topic is standing out from the competition in a crowded social space. We're going to cover three things for you today. First of all, how to find the right audience for your niche, for your content niche. Second of all, finding your unique content voice. And third, being consistent, how to be consistent with the content you're communicating. All important topics. I love this one. All important. So let's start out with one that may be a bit deceptive to people who think they know their business niche. And it may not be the same tactic or method in terms of finding their communication for their content niche. So, Dante, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, it was it's, it's funny because my niche is storytelling. Mm-hmm. However, when you look at the... Um, the the internet space, right? That niche can fall into so many different um, forms with these different companies who need this specific niche. Mm-hmm. So whether it's writing stories for blogs, whether it's helping to produce high quality stories with video, or also producing high quality stories through audio, which takes the form of podcasts. And so it's really identifying, okay, where does my niche fall in this big spear here? So B2B, we're talking about LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. B2C, we're talking about Facebook, we're talking about Instagram, and um, even even Twitter. And you Twitter know, Twitter fall still. on both sides, depending yeah. on how you use it. It's true. Yeah, so I think there's there's two quick decisions to make. First of all, am I B two B mostly business to business, or am I more business to consumer? Once you make those decisions, then you can say, okay, let's say for example, I'm, I'm business to consumer, B two C. I have a lot of platforms I can look at. I can look at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, where are the most of my clients. So let's say, for example, my business is selling uh, clothes, clothing, for example. Well, with clothing, you want to be able to see it. So that tells you right there, Instagram is probably the leading visual platform, right? It's also has also has a good, uh, they have good results and good data behind seeing something, clicking on it right then and purchasing it. Okay. There's less distraction on the, on the Instagram. So right there, I've taken someone who is in a retail business with a visual thing uh, down their path. You got to also include Pinterest in that too, because yeah. it's more visual. Pinterest also you can purchase from from Pinterest. So as soon as you dis- determine okay where I am, B to B, B to C, you start narrowing down like I just did of where should I be communicating. You know, it was one thing to make the content, but you got to find the best place to put it. Putting it on Twitter, that, that's like a it's a flowing stream of things that move way too fast. It's not very visual. Um, it's not very specific. Uh, you don't have any way to categorize or, or niche your audience as well. Facebook, basically the Facebook properties, Facebook and Instagram, have extreme amounts of customization. And um, Facebook has extreme amounts of um, of back and forth communication, of, of engagement. So um, that's that's B2C. So B2B, how, what would you say? I'd definitely say LinkedIn. Yeah. 
and really getting in there and, and figuring out, you know, one of the, the folks that I, I tend to target the most are mm-hmm. our attorneys. Yeah. Attorneys and, and doctors, of course, with helping them to develop their story. So really going in, okay, what's the product or the service that I provide? Mm-hmm. And really, okay, if you're a plumber mm-hmm. and you're doing commercial plumbing, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be looking for commercial real estate folks who are mm-hmm. really selling these commercial real estate properties mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'm an asset to you. So it's really going after targeting those folks. And this is where we come in with the educational marketing, providing what you do, maybe tagging them to a post, mm-hmm. really going through looking at some of the hashtags, seeing for commercial real estates, um, what's the most uh, popular hashtags for them mm-hmm. and attaching those hashtags to the, the educational marketing and really sharing. You want people to know that you know your stuff. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And it even goes a level deeper. So now we've established the platforms. Um, you already have some idea of who your ideal customer is, right? Now, to creating the content, there's even a deeper, possibly more narrow niche you can go into. Let's say back to the, the retail situation. Let's say you're selling items that you know your niche are middle-aged men with a certain income, right? You can narrow that down within Facebook or Instagram. But let's say you know that yours are more outdoors type people, right? So as far as Instagram or Facebook will let you uh, um, customize or target for your audience, you still have to communicate the right content even to that audience to get their attention, right? Definitely. So, so say you already know, you've, you've narrowed down. I only, only want to show my ads or my content to, you know, people, men who are a certain age, certain income, whatever. That's for ads, right? But content is not just advertising. It's, it's creating conversations as well. So when you're not advertising, you need to also make content that you also have in your mind um, targeted, Right. That's correct. So think about this. Now, people, let's make sure we draw a line between advertising and content. Advertising is you use your your targeting tools in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, even to target your audience based on demographics. Your content is much more powerful. For one, it costs you less because you you're not paying for those impressions, each impression. If you have good content, you take this content and you focus it on, Okay, I not only want just men of a certain age, I want ones who love the outdoors. So you do you make content that's interesting to those people. That's your content niche, right? So outside of you know your retailer, you know you want to retail to men, what is that niche where you want to really sell those products at? So in any business you're in, you have to think about your content niche, what is interesting to them, what will get their attention without you having to pay for it. Oh, definitely. I mean, if you really sit down and think about it, 11 companies own the top 200 brands, right? Mm-hmm. They have their, in terms of that client list, those customers, they have them down to a T. Mm-hmm. They know what they do. And it's gone beyond. I mean, when you're, when you're really even looking at the mode that content is taking on, like people are really going after it because it allows you to see beyond that veil, right? It's not just, and we talked about this before, it's not just sell, 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 sell. It's, hey, take a journey with me. And mm-hmm. that's the part that we really want to be able to drive home with a lot of people is invite people to take a journey with you. Right, right. And as you guide them on that journey, you're providing this content. They learn more about you. You can define who your niche, who, you, who your audience is, and you're, you're being very specific to tell stories that interest them um, around your company. It's right? the Wizard of Oz effect. How does that work? You think about this, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day... You want to be able to take people down a path because, and despite all the distractions on the road, 
right? I mm-hmm. mean, off the road. Mm-hmm. All the things that were going on with the whole Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. they were allowed to stay on this path. They were allowed to focus. They learned a lot about themselves because you want to be able to teach people things that they don't know, that mm-hmm. they don't even know about themselves. How can your product benefit their lives? So as you're taking them down this journey, right, mm-hmm. you're teaching them, you're showing them, you're giving them an opportunity to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing. And so when I think about it, I'm like, come on, let's take this walk down this yellow brick road. Just walk, walk with me, talk with me, and let me show you something mm-hmm. that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't. But develop a relationship with me. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's take it a bit further into our second topic. Okay. Our second topic is you know, finding your unique voice when you're creating your content. Now, as you were talking a moment ago, I thought about um, two mega retailers. Let's say REI and Dick Sporting Goods. Okay. Their overlap is probably, I would say, it's seventy percent, right, of what they what they they sell. But when you think about these two stores, um, their their names aside, uh, and this could be because of their good content and they're targeting the way I view them, right? So okay. I'm I'm on their content journey, right, because I'm a customer of both, and what I'm going to say now is quite frankly a result of how I view them because of their content they put out, right? Okay. So I view Dick Sporting Goods as more um, team sports oriented. Um, we have a wide variety of sports equipment. Now they also have camping equipment. They also have outdoor equipment. They have just they have fishing rods, all those things, like REI would have, right? But REI's story is more outdoor adventure. You know, live free, live outside. Their story is much different. So here you have two stores. Both are technically sporting goods stores, right? They That's both right. they both sell tennis shoes and fishing rods, but uh, their stories are very different. Okay, right. So they they have a unique voice. Uh, so the same thing goes for your content. Think about all your competitors and what can you say? How can you sound different? And I don't mean you know audio sound different. I mean how do you tell a different story than your competitor? Uh, it also has to do with the tone of how you present your voice. In other words, are the things you're saying going to evoke uh, a strong emotion, whether it be exciting emotion, a heartfelt emotion, a caring emotion? You know, like if you're if you sell baby goods, for example, or children's clothes, you want to have probably some heartfelt stuff that family people will, will, will gravitate towards. So you're creating content with a very, very laser focus on who your audience is and how to make your story unique to your audience. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think it's making that story unique, but, you know, going back to what we've spoken about before, it's creating that emotional connection, right? Mm-hmm. You just said it with the with the babies, right? It's mm-hmm. creating that emotional connection. What comes to mind, top of mind for me, is the relationship that Disney has built with every American's four-year-old child. You love Disney. It's I a, do. You mentioned this three shows ago. <laughs> <laughs> they must get a I, lot of your money. They do. <laughs> they, they tell good stories, right? They do. They tell amazing stories, and they have really... They have a lock on getting getting that return off your emotion. They know every time that they hit that that emotional button, you're gonna spend money. Yeah, they know that, and they've they've been able to take it and and cut across different cultures, different races, and they've they do a great job of relating. And that's why I keep bringing it up because at the end of the day, if you can't relate to a person. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you say, regardless of what you do, nothing is going to resonate. It's all about how you relate to them. It's all about stepping yeah. into their world. And, and it's important to mention, since you mentioned Disney so much, that even though 
they are a storytelling company. They're a media company, so to speak. But it's not just those stories that we buy into. It's the stories that our lives that they that our lives go through with the relationship with Disney. In other words, they capitalize on the stories. It's almost like user generated content. You know, I went to Disney last week with my with my family, and my daughter had a good time. And you know, I tweeted about it. I sent an Instagram you know Instagram post about it. They're using user generated content about the experience with them, right? So don't get don't get it twisted that they actually do a lot of work i'm sure to help make sure to help foster that user generated content that's those stories that are told by their visitors so that you know outside of any advertising they do outside of their movies which are basically 2 hour long advertisements <laughs> <laughs> they also foster stories even their commercials are built around your family will have a wonderful story to tell you know um, and you know that's a good example of of masking advertisement as a story. That's, they are they tell stories and they sell things that were in their stories. But I honestly think that's where that shift needs to occur. Mm-hmm. So all all of this, I, I still think, regardless of how much we talk about content, people are still in this sell 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 mentality. ROI ROI. What's my return? What's my return? Well, honestly, the return on your story is four to 20 times better than what you're pulling in now if it's told effectively. Mm. And that's the point that we're trying to drive home is when you're going to, because at this point right now, we're in a stage of life where you're building a digital presence. Mm-hmm. You're literally putting your footprint on this world. And that, that's, that's what matters. That's what people want to know. They want to know, show me something about your company that I can't find on TV, that I can't find in a book, that, is on, that can only be given to me from you. Like being be, just being able to say, hey, this is who we are. And it's not just about what we do, but it's really connecting. Like just get out of that that phase of think, let me sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Here are my shoes. Here's my shirt. Or I, I'm a plumber or I'm a commercial real estate. Like tell us more about Tell us the stories that we can't find anywhere else. Absolutely. You finally give me you give me a light bulb moment. <laughs> because the, the the Disney analogy just clicked with me the most right now. Boom, boom. <laughs> because I'm thinking, what, okay, when I think of Disney, I picture a family walking into the Magic Kingdom, smiling. That's the story they've stuck in my head since childhood, right? Like you wish upon a star, you know, you have a happy, wonderful life. It's the happiest place in the world. There's millions of stories that come out of happy times at this place. What if Home Depot did that? Don't think it can't be done. This guy just bought his dream home or this his dream home just got destroyed by a storm. Now he needs a roof or needs a new air condition or, you know, it's Christmas time and his family's getting together and the heating system goes out. You know, that's the story can be told there. And there's stories everywhere. And that's the whole point that I keep I keep giving out. And I know you keep saying, man, you keep going back. Disney, you keep because they're the ones they're, dominating they're the space. Just watch them. Everything that they do, you from Bambi to Pocahontas, story you know, they're story masters. And so just watch them. I mean, you reevaluate how you watch them is what I'll say. You take you're going to take your kids anyway. Mm-hmm. You're going to take your grandkids anyway. Mm-hmm. Really see what can I take away from this story? I'm always sitting here in a movie theater with a with um, my notepad open on my iPhone mm-hmm. and I'm jotting down notes. Wow, that was a powerful scene. How can I recreate that for my business? How can I share a, a, a scene similar to that? And I, I think what you're realizing with the Internet is there's there's a demand in this world for diversity. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about black and white, male and female, but people want to know just as an individual what makes you different. Mm-hmm. Why not give them something to talk about? That's third party credibility. That's PR. That's marketing right there. So we've got to cover this more in. Well, let, let me let me go back. This is a good place to, to mention. So shameless plug. The, the, <laughs> the motto for for my company, Content Monster, is be content. Right. Don't spend your life being content. Be content. I like right? it. So and, and that comes from once you find your unique voice, you yourself are content. So let's say, for example, um, you have an artist, this person, she, she paints paintings and sells paintings and clothes, right? Um, it's one thing to, inf- or, or a chef, that's a freshman because I have a client who was one of the chefs, right? <laughs> uh, so I'll use that instead. So they're both artists in, in their own rights. So it's one thing to see their finished work, that painting, that, that plate of food, right? That's right. But to be able to walk into the kitchen or the, the art gallery with them as they're working that's a story. That's what's going to connect me to that person. That's them being content. They don't have to create content. They are the content. So their unique voice that no one else can have is allowing me to see them do what they do. See the chef cooking in the kitchen and see the chef going, oh, man, this pot is not the right type of uh, material. It's going to fry this the wrong way. The heating isn't even. I need to get this pot instead. Conflict. Um, resolution, story, you know, why his, they went that way, why her painting did, didn't sell, you know, who the audience is. And that story right there, that that realness is what really, really works in terms of people creating content and being content themselves. Yeah. And it's really understanding, OK, people want to know my why. Mm-hmm. What is it that I can that I can share with them? You're talking about going into the to the kitchen with a chef. Like, what does this kitchen mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, there there are so many things. There's something that, to it, right? There's yeah. more to it than just walking in and making some food and show me a finished plate. I mean, anybody could take an Instagram photo of a plate, right? I want to know the story behind a plate. Yeah. I mean, you see these these chef consultants all the time. And when they walk into a kitchen, they shred these kitchens. Like there are things that I'm like, man, this kitchen is good. And he's like, no, this is an art studio and you're destroying my flavor. And it's <laughs> it's not that big of a deal to me, but it is to them. Why? Because it means something. And so I think the more that you can convey that to your audience, why this means so much to you, because when you help them to see why it means so much to you, guess what? They can relate to you. And nine times out of 10, they're probably going to want to work with you because they're like, wow, like this means something to Dante. There's a a passion. Storytelling means something to him. Yeah. It's not just a job or a business. It is a passion, right? Passion. And you can only detect that passion if they give you a piece of them in their content, in their story. Yeah. Right. Which leads to our third topic before we wrap up is how to be consistent with creating your content and and, and giving your content. And we gave a part of that just a moment ago by saying, just document, just do what you do. And that's what that's the first pillar, I think, into to being consistent. Yeah. And, you know, I think another one, it was so funny. So I I wrote an article and it was entitled, What's Your Secret Weapon? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is so crazy. I would have never thought this would have been my secret weapon. I mean, she's cute, so I think it would have. Mm-hmm. But my four-month-old daughter, like this, one of my biggest contracts came from her. Me mm-hmm. talking to another business owner, and we literally bonded over the fact that both of us have these little girls that are the pride, pride and joys of our life. And so it's there are so many things that allow you to connect, and it's consistently pushing that message. 
And so that's one that I've consistently been on that, hey, let me pull back the layers. I'm not just a PR guy. I'm not just a storyteller. Guess what? I'm a father. I'm a great dad. This is my little girl. And she's going to sucker you into this contract. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why it helps you stay consistent. It does. Because she's always on your mind, right? Yeah. And yeah. it pushes that message. And so it's what is, what's the one thought, the one dream, the one goal that's going to help you to keep your message consistent? Okay. And it's really tapping into that. And so for some folks, they might say, you know what? You know, I, I worked with, um, with uh, two twins in the tech industry and their goal was to help 10,000 startup companies. Mm -hmm. And it kept them motivated. Every day they were able to talk about startup companies, startup companies, startup companies, because they knew at the end of the year they wanted to help 10,000 startup companies. And so that's the whole point of what I'm getting at, being able to figure out the more you, the sharper you are at what you want to accomplish, what your goals are, the easier it is to be consistent because that message is so concise. It's there in your mind. When you go to sleep, you know, when I wake up, I got to hit 500 more startups to get to my 10,000 goal. So and I think we have, I'm sorry, let me cut you off. Go no, ahead. no, keep going. I think we have two types of consistent here then. It's yeah. very important. Consistent as in, as in being on point and not straying from your topic and your niche and the type of content you're used to putting out. And also being consistent as in don't put out content today and tomorrow and then disappear for a month. You know, put it out on a regular basis so that yeah. your audience knows when and how often to hear from you. Um, speaking of tactics, I think it's important for a business owner to, if they're looking at creating content or being content or being being content, right, uh, develop some kind of system. I have a personal system of, you know, I'll say, hey, Siri, open voice. And I'll just say to her, make sure it didn't start. She she answered. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. You have to start saying, hey, phone, because she actually is there by Siri. Um, is opening my voice notes and saying right then, Something just happened today or, wow, I never thought about this, but, you know, I was doing this today with my job or my business or whatever, and this interesting hap thing happened, and I tell a quick story into the voice notes. That could end up being a blog, a post. I could do a Facebook Live while I tell it right then. Um, you know, we, we often go from our extreme stories of from Disney to the plumber, right? So we talk about Disney, let's talk about the plumber. And I say that because... You know, people often have these misconceptions of who can tell stories. So I use a plumber as an example Dante of... Dante can tell stories. Huh? Dante can tell stories. Dante can tell stories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the point is any anybody who, any company has the ability to produce stories. Yeah. Um, so using the plumber as an example of someone who uh, I, th I think would probably think he has less interesting of a job to tell stories. Um, but when it comes to content... And understanding who to trust and to do to to provide service for me, um, if that plumber were to say, "I just left this house and you know I saw this incredible thing that happened with these pipes. They were clogged up, or I found you know ten feet of 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 uh, grease that came out of this pipe or whatever." Something that's his story, uh, even though he's just telling a story about something weird that just happened, he's conveying an experience that he had. So that if I have a plumbing issue, I'll think, "Well, this guy." He tells some amazing stories. He's seen a lot of things. He's done a lot of things. I trust him because I know what he's been doing. I, have, I, I can see what he's doing. Think about comparing him to the guy who all I see is a phone number on a website. You know, the guy who you've heard from, who's told a story, who has been content all that time, is way ahead of the person who has no connection and has not conveyed who they are to the audience. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, some of the tangible ways that you can kind of go about that is – 
creating um, creating a monthly spreadsheet or a quarterly spreadsheet, mm-hmm. writing out a list of topics, you know, hey, on this day, I'm going to talk about this topic. On that day, I'm going to talk about the following topic. And you're always but I, I think it's just very important to really define what your end goal is, mm-hmm. because the, the clearer that your end goal is, the clearer that your topics, the um, the pictures, the post, everything kind of falls in line with what that end goal is. And it's easier to think about it. It becomes very concise in your mind. And that's the whole that's the whole point, making sure that your message is clear, concise and complete and mm-hmm. that you're really delivering it to your audience. Because if if for one second you veer left and you don't and you can't veer back right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can really lose your audience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to your point with the storytelling, it's being able to be able to take taking those pieces outlining them. Hey, okay, how am I going to share this story within this month Mm -hmm. with my folks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Who do I need to hire to help me to um, to really apply um, to really create this and get it going? Really understanding, okay, this isn't I think people people have the misconception that this is a one man job Mm -hmm. and it's not Mm -hmm. Um, even for myself, as much as I know in terms of how to how to write a story, how to shoot a story how to um, tell a story. I know all these things, but I'm not doing it myself. And so if you need to have somebody come in and say, hey, really help me to get my thoughts concise so that I can get to the end goal, that's something you should do because guess what? Your business is banking on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why we have our businesses, right? Because we know people have come to us that said, wow, we like what you're doing for yourself. How can you do it for us? You know. Yeah. So that's why, and even, you know, we suggest you definitely work on being consistent. So uh, there's all, there's levels to it, you know, because picking up your phone each moment that something happens interesting in your business is a big plus. It's a huge plus. But at some point, you're going to need some help being more consistent with it, getting on the right channels, doing it the best way, the most efficient way. So that's when you call somebody like us, right? Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, too, is let's, let's answer the age-old question. Um What's more important? Is it just shooting it off my, my cell phone or is it having somebody to come in? You know, we talked about it before. A lot of people say what? I, I don't just know. start. Just start. Just do it. Just do it. I say both. Okay. I'll tell you because I was probably myself more consistent when I had less access to equipment because it was less set up, less thought. Yeah, it was less professional, but it happened more consistently. So I think there's a balance. And in fact, with me having access to equipment, I'm less likely to open my phone up and do a video because I have such an eye for certain level quality. But I've had life lessons before where people who were more consistent beat me out because I was worried about being perfect. So consistency beats perfect. Now, if you can, the the sweet spot, the best place to be is to get consistent and quality. But if you can't, if you have to choose one or the other, choose consistent. Yeah, and I, I think that's the huge one because content shared consistently allows you to connect more frequently. And yeah. that's the biggest thing. You want to be top of mind all the time. And yeah. if you're not top of mind, what, what's going on? I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's saying, hey, look at me. I'm here. I'm here. But saying, hey, look at me is not enough. What value can you produce? Once you get the eyes, what's the value that you're producing? All good. I think that's almost a wrap, man. Uh-oh. So what we covered today, we covered... Uh, how to find the right uh, audience for your niche. How to communicate, you know, your voice. Right, find your unique content voice. Yeah. And uh, how to be consistent in, in more than one ways, consistent with your message and consistent with putting a frequent message out uh, very often. That was All a right. lot. That was a lot. We covered a good show today. I think. Yeah. 
All right. Well, awesome, awesome. I am A. Lee Judge. You can find me on LinkedIn at A. Lee Judge, or the website is contentmonster.com, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. And Dante? Yes, and I'm Dante Carter. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. Dante Carter, that's D-O-N-T-A-Y-E, Carter. And uh, my website, cartermedia.net. Be sure, if you can, click subscribe right now. Give us a rating, five stars, so we can hang around here and be, be at you some more. In fact, uh, we're going to put an email address in the uh, in the content below in the um, description. So be sure, if you have any questions uh, that your business needs answering about, or if you're wondering about how to start content, make content, be content. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> be sure to email us, and uh, we should, we'll try to answer your question on the next show. And uh, let us know what, what topics you all would find of interest as well. Email, email those in, and we'll, we'll definitely tackle them right here. All right. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Business of Content podcast, brought to you by ContentMonster.com and Carter Media. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give it five stars and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.